Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. And this is why testimonies are important. It's not about you being grandiose. You've got to tell your story. This is what God delivered me from. The story, the story of, I I, I love the story of um, uh, Rahab the harlot. Love that story. Fascinating. Here's a woman living under a glass ceiling. And she's a businesswoman, but society is predominantly the industry that she's in is male-dominant industry. So she's got all these cloths and everything, and uh, she's not able to break the glass ceiling. In our our generation, we don't just have glass ceilings. We have glass cage. So everywhere we go, there, there, there is... You know, uh, restriction here and a bondage here and, you know, the floor is glass and the walls are glass and the ceiling is glass. We're not only breaking glass ceilings in this generation, but who was it that broke through an entire glass cage? Daniel. He was in the lion's den. Could have been eaten alive. But listen to his experience. He said, I don't have to disrespect you, O king. (laughs) I don't don't, don't have to uh, 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 compromise my dignity to prove anything. A lot of us are fighting, but we're fighting the wrong enemy. We're fighting people when we should be fighting a system. And what God is doing right now where everybody else is complaining God is going to use you as the incontestable proof. What you're experiencing right now in the workplace, what you're experiencing financially, what you're experiencing with your body, what you're experiencing in relationships, what you are experiencing for this generation, you are going to be the proof of who God is. And your testimony 
It's going to be like Laban. I've learned by experience. And you're going to point people to God. And when we're pointed to God, you're pointed to, pointing to Jehovah. You're pointing not only to the Jehovistic names of God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, God supplying all your needs. But the Adonistic names of God, the Jehovah names of God has to do with his, um, the contract that he makes with humanity. One of the contracts is that my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. It points to uh, uh, the pain points of humanity where God will supernaturally supply, where God will sustain, where God will support, where God, there will be divine intervention, even in the life of your children. And a lot of us are Christians and believers, and we know the pain point of raising children in the church only for those children to backslide, only for them to be on drugs and alcohol, and we wonder what we are doing wrong. But when you can pray to God, and when you can see God as a divine intervener, David knew. He said, look, this poor man cried, and, and, and God answered. He, was, he knew how to get the attention of God. How? How did he get the attention of God? He said, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his trouble. In other words, he knew the Jehovistic names of God. He was talking about Jehovah, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And he was able to have an experience where he had to call on God. If God didn't come through, there would be no one else that would come through for him. Have you ever been in a stage of your life where you walk, where you turn to friends and you turn to relatives and you turn to people and no one can help you out and then God set you up to see him as Jehovah, someone that is able to do the exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think what God was doing he was setting you up, even as Paul said, listen, I've had this thorn in my flesh and I prayed and I fasted the thorn is not removed but then he had such an experience with God where he said my grace is sufficient to you for my power hallelujah is made perfect in your weakness do you not know what that means that some of us will always be weak but we can rely on the strength of God you will begin to understand that you are serving not only Jehovah but you're serving Elohim the God who is able to reverse the seemingly irreversible the God that is able to change the seemingly unchangeable the God that is able to help you to overcome the seemingly insurmountable the God that is able to heal the seemingly terminal the God that is able to solve the seemingly unsolvable the God that is able to restore the things that cannot be restored and how would you know that you learned it by experience you have been through God begins to point you to his sovereignty and you are able to say in the midst of your situation or circumstance, you are able to say after you have come out, you can boldly de de declare by faith that my times have always been in his hands and I don't have to be afraid of what the enemy is doing. I can rest in the Lord and I can wait patiently for him because with man, 
man things are impossible but with God all things are possible God will point to his hedonistic name you can pray hallelujah and realize that the whole thing is about you because the more you know about God from your experiences the more you know about yourself and that brings me to my conclusion where Daniel was able to say in Daniel 11:32, hallelujah he was able to say that the people that do know their God shall be strong and do great exploits I decree and declare through experience you have been made strong in the Lord and the power of his might you have faith Goliath and you have realized that though the stones that have been prepared by God looks inferior to the armor that Saul wears but if God has selected a specific weapon for you no weapon formed against you will prosper I decree and declare that you are going through your trials and tests but in the midst of your experience you are experiencing the natures of God the nature of God himself I decree that as you experience the nature of God himself you will rise up in the midst of your experience to decree and declare greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world you'll be able to look at your circumstances and situations and realize that you are untouchable you doubt cannot touch you fear cannot touch you unbelief cannot touch you thus you are unable to be restricted by any external force uh, you will do great exploits uh, in spite of your experience I decree and declare that this is a season of great exploits exploits are any activity any accomplishment any feat any initiative any endeavor that gets the attention of the people that are around you I decree and declare with this experience I decree that your testimony is changing you are going to see God even as Moses saw God you are going to see God even as Joseph saw God you are going to see God even as Daniel saw God you are going to see God even as Peter saw God you are going to see God even as Paul and Silas saw God you're going to see the hand of God, the finger of God, and the thumbprint of God. You're going to realize that this is one big setup. It's a setup because not only will God point to himself, he's going to point to the power that is on the inside of you and the potential that is on the inside of you and the gifts that are on the inside of you. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, experience is the best teacher. And you are going to learn your lesson. You are going to learn that you are not as weak as they told you you were. You are not as stupid as they told you you were. You are going to learn that your enemy was betting on the fact that you did not know who you were in Christ Jesus. But I decree and declare by experience, God is showing you who you are. He's showing you that you are the head and not the tail. He's showing you you are first and not last. He's showing you you are above and not beneath. He's showing you who you are. I decree and declare that your identity is being remolded along the line of God's original plan and purpose for your life. I 
decree and declare no weapon that has been formed against you shall prosper. That no matter what you have been through, what you went through when you were one, what you went through when you were two, what you went through when you were three, what you went through when you were four, I decree and declare you know who you are. You are going to be able to say and look back by experience. Now I know what God was teaching me. I decree and declare you are learning your lesson and you will not have to repeat it again. I decree and declare you are adjusting your life based on the lessons that you are learning. I decree that as you come out of this year, you are going into the year with new strategies. I decree your old strategies that are ineffective. You are casting them aside and you are picking up new strategies. I decree and declare God is reshaping and remolding. Hallelujah, your identity. Many of you are going through an identity crisis because of what you experienced in your family. But I decree that even as you went through like Joseph, I decree you are able to trust God but you're also going to be able to trust, hallelujah the decisions that he is going to empower you to make, I decree and declare that even as you go through, that you are going to allow God to identify areas of weakness and not only identify areas of weakness to deliver you from those weaknesses Many of us have had experiences that has caused great pain and great consternation, but it was only because heaven was pulling back the layers so that you can find yourself. I decree and declare that even as humanity is suffering from an identity crisis, and even as David asked the question, who am I and what is my life or my family or my father? there's family in Israel that I should be son-in-law of the king. I decree and declare you are no longer gonna put yourself down. I decree and declare that God is changing your perception of your value. David, you're more than son-in-law of the king. You've been anointed as a king. I decree and declare tonight the anointing, the kingly anointing is being poured over you. I decree that you are now having an understanding of how infinitely more valuable you really are. You are no looking, no longer looking at your life based on the experiences that you have had. Hallelujah with people that didn't know who you were. Because the more you know about God, you know about yourself. I decree that even as Joseph at the end of his experience was able to say to his brothers hallelujah I know my assignment and I know who I am in the unfolding of God's plan for humanity I decree something is happening in your life and by the end of the year you will have a conversation with God and God will have a conversation with you and you will be clear on your assignment for the next season I decree you may have missed things last season but you will not miss it this season I decree you are rising up I decree God is healing your identity even as you have been through you have learned hallelujah 
hallelujah that when your enemies showed up you have learned that they were showing up hallelujah because they were an announcement that you are next in line the world is crying out and calling out for the next healer, the next preacher, the next apostle, the next pastor, the next prophet. Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Industry is crying out for industry leadership. Government is crying out. Hallelujah. I decree and declare you will no longer hide in the shadows of humanity waiting for someone to give them their, their assignment when God has given you an assignment. Find your pain point. Hallelujah. Don't wait for someone else. Hallelujah. To get it quicker than you. You have come into this world for such a time as this. I decree and declare that things that are rubbing you the wrong way might be rubbing you the right way. God might be using those things and people as a catalyst to get your attention. What are you going through? What have you been through? When my father abandoned us as an entire family, I was left as an orphan. But I decree and declare that you will not feel as if you have been offered because I learned through that experience what a real father was like. My orphan experience pointed me to my heavenly father. When I was 19 years old, I was diagnosed with an incurable gum disease and bone disease. Hallelujah. But when I was 23 years old, God became my healer. When I was poor, without any money, living on the fringes of society, this is my experience. God made a way when I did not know how to break through financially. I had a good job, but couldn't build wealth. God showed me through tithes and offerings and first fruit how to use them. And through the understanding and my experience with the first fruit and with tithes and with offering and with seed, this is just my experience. God made a way for me to break the stronghold of poverty from all of my life and standing here today to be financially independent. I am here to announce to you that man can take a lot of things from you but what they cannot take they cannot take your experience your experience is going to count for nothing what part of God's nature is he trying to show you and what part of your nature is he trying to show you I decree and declare the blindness is dropping off in your eye your next experience it's going to reveal God as a light. But not only reveal God as a light, you are going to be revealed as a light in this world. Your next experience in the midst of immorality is going to point toward the fact that God called you salt of the earth. And that addresses the immorality because you are going to be proof positive 
that someone can live moral in this world when people have lost their identity you're going to stand up and say I'm a child of God I know who I am when people have lost community when your family hallelujah is so torn apart God is going to use you as a reconciler because you would have been reconciled in the family of God God is going to show you how to address your interpersonal relationships because you're going to be an individual that will be able to say I am a friend of God God is going to use you to help people to address their lifestyle because God is going to help you to address your lifestyle God is going to use you as the infallible proof when it comes to people being bombed by drugs and alcohol those of you that were once bound by drugs and alcohol you're going to step forward you're going to be able to say I once was bound but now I'm free you are going to be the infallible proof when people are insecure because they don't have a PhD or an MA God's going to use you and they're going to say how is it that you are not educated you're going to be able to say it is the gifts of the spirit God is going to use you because you once were dominated and you were in an abusive relationship but God will deliver you and you're going to be able to say I'm no longer dominated I have dominion I'm taking my personal power back you're going to be able to say I'm not insecure around anybody that's great because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world you're no longer going to sit on social media you're no longer going to look at the Kardashians and wish that you were born a Kardashian God is going to change your status you are heaven's you are heaven's representative you are a global influencer because God told you to go into all the world and preach the gospel and he had picked you you are going to find out that you may not have known anything about math and you may not have understood science but there's nothing wrong with you because you serve a creative God and the God that created heaven and earth has given the same creative and innovative skills up to you he said I know the thoughts I think towards you that means they're created based on our own model but God has given you the ability to be a forward thinker I decree and declare that by experiencing you are going to shame I know I'm significant I know I'm intelligent I know I'm benevolent I know I'm fearless I know I'm righteous I know it because I partner with God I know I add value I know I'm reliable I know I'm healthy 
emotionally. I'm healthy spiritually. Why? Because God has said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. I decree and declare, even if your mother and father forsook you, you no longer feel insecure. You're able to tell the world, the Son of God. I've got brothers and sisters that love me. Even if your daddy, like my father, was a rolling stone, wherever he laid his hat was his own. Wherever you go, you no longer have to worry about the fact that your earthly father never left you an inheritance. Decree and declare you are able to say that I'm joint ears with Christ and I share the inheritance that God has left us in the saint. I decree through experience, God sanctifies you through experience. God shows you your remedies through experience. You've had a paradigm shift through experience. You know that God didn't make a mistake with you, that you are God's handiwork, and that your uniqueness gives you value. I decree and declare that you are poor, pure, you are holy, you are lacked apart, you are distinct. I decree and declare you have learned that you are created in his image and after his likeness you no longer need to be conformed to this world but you are being transformed by the renewing of your mind I decree heaven is using you to restore decency to restore decorum to restore responsibility decree and declare that this is the poorest you will ever be. You will know the God of abundance, the God that said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Can I prophesy over you? Your days of limitation are over. Your days of abundance is here. Decree and declare you have an abundance of opportunity, you have an abundance of power. I decree those of you that have been through something, you have experienced life and is worse, and you came here tonight and your cells shocked. I decree and declare that life in Christ Jesus is superimposed upon the law of sin and
are over when God says so. Experience is teaching you that God has given you power to get wealth. Experience is teaching you that what you need is just a phone call away and God is going to show you the phone number to call. I decree and declare things are changing. They're changing on the inside of you. Paul said you have 10,000 instructors but not many fathers. A father that lives with wealth surrounding them would then appoint a governor and a tutor so that when their children went out in the world they would never go without their instructor, their governor and tutor. I command hallelujah experience to become your tutor. You are going to learn lessons. You are not going to complain but you're going to pass every test and you're going to see God in everything and you're going to rise up and you're going to look the devil in his face and you're going to say you meant it for evil but God meant it for good to save much people alive so brothers and sisters class is now in session because when the student is ready the teacher appears and so I introduce you and send you away with your first teacher and that is experience this is either going to be someone else's or it's going to be yours. When you walk out of here and you look back on your life, the enemy wants you to walk through life with bitterness and anger and resentment and insecurity and unforgiveness. Because you didn't know what you were going through was in God's sovereignty being allowed he saw it why didn't he deliver me why did this have to happen to me I don't have any answers I can't placate you when I was young, I used to have all the answers. I have more questions than answers now. Those of you that have never listened to the eight stages of spiritual maturation, listen to it. Experience is about maturing you. I was talking to my great niece today. I said to her, you were right where you should have been at 18 and 19. 
Take your seat. And though you wish that you hadn't made any of those mistakes, God didn't take your will from you. But you were right there, pushing envelopes, testing boundaries. Because between the ages of 13 and 25, that's what you do. You push boundaries. You grow in eight stages, but you have four dominant phases. We taught that. The first one is zero to 12. You learn what is socially acceptable. And in this stage, it's people pleasing and seeking affirmation. So all about cultural conformity. Zero to 12. If you're 50 and you're still people pleasing, if you're 30 and you're still, still seeking affirmation, if you're in a place of leadership, and if someone forgets to say thank you, you go home and cry, you're stuck. So you keep having experiences, because what God is doing is trying to show you, this is what I want to deliver you from. And it will happen. And you jump from church to church. And then they say dumb things, church church. No, 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 that's not church hurt. That's you hurting yourself. You dropped out of one of your lessons, it's time to drop in. You running around with a fake hole pass. And the principal never gave it to you, neither did your teacher experience. You're running around with people that are playing hooky because they don't want the experience, it's too painful. The second stage is the stage of autonomy, 13 to 25. This is where you're pushing envelopes and boundaries, as in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. This is where you have people that in the 13th year, 14th year, 15th, 25th year, they no longer want to submit. This is the story of the prodigal son. He was pushing boundaries and his father allowed him. The prodigal son is a story of a young boy that decided, I'm grown and I don't need an instructor anymore. I don't need a pedagogy. I don't need a tutor or a governor. I'm going off on my own. And his father would have sent the tutor and governor, but is now somewhere between 13 and 25, he's grown. And through experience, he said, uh oh, this is not how you do life. He went back to his father and he said, I've sinned against heaven and against earth, two dimensions. I didn't know that the protocol that you instilled was in fact spiritual protocol. And I got it wrong. So he went back and he submitted. There would be one day that his father would give him his inheritance. He said, give me what's mine, I want my inheritance. His father gave him a half of what it would take to run his monopoly and to run his business 
for one month. And he thought it was his entire inheritance. I have not seen, ear have not heard. God has some amazing things for you. This is where you explore your personhood, your sexuality. This is in church, it happens in church just like this. Where you preach and you say, look, be holy and be righteous and people are out there running around. That's because they're stuck in this stage. We develop intellectually through information and education and through experience. But you do high risk activities, you're risking everything. You're like a Saul. Saul was all the way back in the people pleasing. He was young and he lost an opportunity, a big opportunity. You will not lose another opportunity to be used by God. The next stage or phase is 26. This is where you discover purpose and purpose is actually exercise. But you're more in search during that time of affirmation through stable relationships. This is why you get married after 25. You wanna stabilize your relationships. You're driven to discover your career, your profession. You're maximizing your potential. This is where you have that serial entrepreneur. This is where you start settling down. And this is what I wanna to say to all of you right now. This particular phase is important because this is where your engineering, your resume, that will make you invaluable after you're 50. The world is changing and it happens spiritually and naturally. So they hire younger and younger. But if you wanna be invaluable in the marketplace, if you want sustainability of what God has called you, whatever he's called you into, whatever industry, you got these iconic uh, figures like Diana Ross. Diana Ross is about 500 years old, somewhere like that. <laughs> but, but her concerts still sell out. Why? Because she engineered her resume. So now people think of her as a stately woman. So they're gonna listen to her, the songs that she wrote when Methuselah was two, and they'll still <laughs> clap. Because she really, listen to me carefully, she sweated the equity in her personal brand. There's a lot of great singers, but you don't hear of them. But she sweated the equity. This is what I wanna drive into you today. You got to sweat the equity. You gotta think about when you're 50. You don't want to be in blue Standing to the door that opens automatically. Welcome to Walmart. Because nobody wants you. You're not, you have no value anymore. You're obsolete. They replaced you. Now you're scrambling at 50 and 60 and 70. But you could do it before you get 50. You can really sweat the details. And then finally, the, the last stage is 51 until you die. You look back, you connect the dots, you're classic. You're able to give wisdom. You're able to sit down like ex-presidents 
And people listen to you for an hour and they pay you a quarter of a million dollars. You could just do 10 gigs the first month. Just 10 gigs and you're finished for life. That's 2.5 million in 10 days. That ain't bad. Honey, I'm retiring. Because people want the value of your experience. Are you getting this? At this stage, you would have actualized your life. People will be writing about you because you would have made history. History is going to be kind to you. You're going to sit down in another generation going to want to listen to you share your experience. Experience is the best teacher. Laban said, I learned by experience. Solomon said, this has been my experience. They could take a lot from you, but they cannot take your experience. Your experience points you to one aspect of the nature of God. But he's unfathomable. So he just turns himself like this. And every time he turns, you have another experience. You have another aha moment. He keeps turning. He keeps turning. Turning, and you see different aspects. And then one day, you say, I get it. All the time, he was showing me who I really was. How far down our God, we thank you. A school called Life, class is now in session. We're introduced to our first teacher. Learned about wisdom. Wisdom is the principle. But now experience. We're all having experiences right now that differ. Some of us are trying to find our identity away from our parents, away from our friends. Others of us are trying to find our sexual identity. Others of us are pushing boundaries. We're, we're involved in so much risky activities. <coughs> we're risking our health and we're risking our future and we're risking our ministry and we're risking friendships. But you're a strategic God. Give us a cheat sheet. Let us read the Bible. Let us find individuals that are going through something or something similar. Let us establish that as a presidence. And let us pray accordingly. Not just the Bible, but in our church, in our community. We raised up so many people that we can use as examples that are doing great things. But you want us to be an example too. 
one to our family, friends. Yes, life is tough, but it's not hard because the way of the sinner is hard. You came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. That's what we're praying about, something very simple. Nothing deep. We just wanna know, how do you do this thing called life? And every year we get a new experience when we just about understand what it means to be 50. One year later we're 16 and we have to learn all over again because we've never been 16. And when we get the 16 year old thing down, then we become 70 and then 18 and 19 and 20 and every year. That means you have to reset our syllabus and we have to learn another lesson in the year. So where we sit right now, we're looking back on this year, this month, this week. And we say, go, we're learning our lesson. We don't want to repeat. We repeated it last year and the year before and we didn't get it. We don't want another repeat. We don't want to repeat it emotionally. We don't want to repeat it spiritually or mentally. We don't want to repeat it domestically. We don't want to repeat it economically and financially, relationally. So this week, when we have our experiences, let us take a deep breath. and Let us make an inquiry of the Holy Spirit. Which aspect of God are we learning about? And what aspect of ourselves are you highlighting? We thank you now, Father, because experience is the best teacher. Give us counsel, give us mentors, give us coaches, give us pastors, give us leaders that are willing to give five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes of their time and share their experience. And let us learn and grasp wisdom and apply it. We bless you for this session. In Jesus' name, amen. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.